0: How's it going guys we have a past level question for internal medicine surgery family medicine for 2ck if you're studying for step one obviously you're gonna to have to ace the 2ck so this is high value for you some of you who see this question instantaneously will say mike that question you made was too easy great okay i mean yes this is past level as i just fucking said so this is about yieldness okay not everything i do has to be a tricky or obscure curveball so before we get started, please subscribe my channel, I really appreciate it. Give the video a like, I really appreciate it. Find me on Instagram at melman underscore medical, m-e-h-l-man underscore medical, the link is down below. Find me on Telegram, links to the Telegram group and channel are down below, and I'll start the clips. So a 52-year-old woman, she has worsening uh, pain in her legs with exertion for the past six months, no history of trauma, blood pressure is 140 over 90 she smokes one pack of cigarettes daily for 20 years bmi is 35 she has lost a hair over the lower legs bilaterally question wants to know the most appropriate next step in diagnosis so let's just whip to the answer choices here go backwards tracy venus plethysmography wrong fucking answer never seen this as a correct answer i've seen it as a distractor in a few 2ck nbme questions in theory this is some test that uh, relates to uh, electrical impedance of the veins and somehow that can correspond to degree of occlusion as I said, never seen as a correct answer. In this case, wrong fucking answer. Choice D, venous duplex ultrasound, wrong answer. Albeit an exceedingly high yield diagnosis for venous disease, which this is not. This is arterial disease. So if they want venous disease, they're going to tell you the patient often has hyperpigmentation of the lower limbs. That's hemosiderin deposition, okay? So you have venous stasis, increased venous pooling, increased hydrostatic pressure in the veins. and That can lead to... Uh, transidation, and small degree of hemosiderin deposition, okay? And that's also known as stasis dermatitis. And you need to know po- the term post phlebitic syndrome, not phlebotic, okay? post phlebitic syndrome is an answer on one of the two CK-NBMEs for uh, the appearance that a patient has in venous disease, okay? Stasis dermatitis, post phlebitic syndrome. They can say brawny edema. I've seen that in vignettes for venous disease. And you need to know venous ulcers are classically around the malleoli or medial malleolus. So it'd be large, slothy, irregular ulcers, okay? And uh, venous disease is a broad umbrella term where the patient can have varicose veins, okay? Overt varicosities that are visible, but venous disease need not be varicose veins. You can just have, as I just described, venous disease where a patient has brawny edema, okay, hyperpigmentation, and the next best step would be venous duplex ultrasonography. And if that shows occlusion we do compression stockings as the first step in treatment okay compression stockings very high yield be careful though because if a patient has an active uh, superficial thrombophlebitis you're going to do subcutaneous anoxaparin heparin not compression stockings be careful if they say there's a painful palpable cord a painful one centimeter palpable cord at the ankle that may or may not track up to the knee. That's superficial thrombophlebitis, essentially just a DVT, but of a superficial vein. Okay. So the same way you'd give heparin, subcutaneous oxyparin for a DVT, well you're going to do that for a superficial thrombophlebitis and not compression stockings. But I would say four out of five questions as the next best step after you do the venous ultrasound, not venous duplex ultrasound, you're going to do compression stockings. In this case, wrong fucking answer. Choice CRTography, wrong answer and. We want to be very careful with this, okay, because it's an appealing uh, diagnostic modality. I've I've notably seen this as a wrong answer on the NVMe exams for arterial disease, okay? I'll explain arterial disease in a second as we move through this question, but it's, uh, it's something I've mentioned in my PDFs that could be done in theory because if we wanted to be more conclusive with, if we wanted to confirm the diagnosis of... Peripheral arterial disease. We would, in theory, do an arteriography, okay, to confirm the diagnosis. But it's almost always a wrong answer because USMLE likes next best step for peripheral vascular disease. So let's just continue moving through. Arterial calcium score, wrong answer. Uh, I've never seen this on an, on any NBME assessment. But in theory, this is done for coronary artery disease. Okay, so coronary plaques can calcify in general atherosclerotic plaques can calcify i've seen one step one question where they give a patient with stable angina they ask what kind of uh, vascular pathology you would visualize the answer is 80 percent occlusion with calcified plaque okay it's the only time i've ever seen it but this test i've never seen on an nbme exam but arterial calcium score relates to coronary arteries increased score is poor prognosis in this case wrong fucking answer Choice A, ankle brachial indices ABI is the correct answer. Exceedingly high yield diagnosis, as I prefaced with. Okay, some students instantly know the answer. That's great because this is important. So, this is arterial disease. Okay, patient clearly has intermittent claudication. This is due to atherosclerosis. Risk factors being hypertension and cigarette smoking. Cigarette smoking is more important than hypertension for atherosclerotic development. Obviously, both important, but hypertension. Is eclipsed by smoking. They asked that in one of the 2 Can Diabetes is even is the is the worst risk factor for atherosclerosis. Uh, I don't want to get too tangential, but loss of hair over the lower legs bilaterally this refers to trophic changes. Okay. you can get you can get shiny, glabrous, hairless skin. Okay. Uh, whereas I already described the venous disease, hyperpigmentation, brawny edema, but arterial disease, you're gonna get Uh, shiny hairless skin, and you can get punched out ulcers distally, tops of the feet, bottoms of the feet, on the toes, they're small ulcers. Whereas the venous ulcers, as as I described, are large and slothy around the uh, malleoli, okay? So the first step in our, uh, for the diagnosis of arterial disease, the ABI. So this should be around one. We are comparing the ratio, uh, or it's the ratio of the blood pressure in the ankle compared to the arm. So if you have atherosclerosis in your legs, your peripheral vascular disease, you should have lower blood pressure in the ankle compared to the arm. So, under 0.9 for this ratio is consistent with peripheral vascular disease. Okay. If it's up over 1.10, that can reflect Monkberg uh, arterial sclerosis, which is calcification. Never seen it show up, but students have asked me about it. Okay. So, I just quickly mention it. But under 0.9, that's going to be peripheral vascular disease. So, if they mention that in the last line of the question, they say, ABIs are performed and show 0.6. Well, the next best step in management, if it's listed, is going to be an exercise stress test. Okay, you want to determine the patient's exercise tolerance. If it's not listed, you're going to choose recommend a walking or exercise program. That sequence, very fucking important for 2CK. All right, hear me out on that. So in about 50% of questions, they're going to want exercise stress test to determine exercise tolerance, as I just fucking said. Then you're going to do recommend Walking or exercise program. Sometimes they don't even mention the stress test and they just want recommend a walking exercise program. All right. Now, why am I harping on this right now? Is some students jump to celostazole, a phosphodiesterase inhibitor, which is a wrong fucking answer almost always. Okay. If they force you to choose a medication, A through E, all medications, and they want to know what you give in peripheral vascular disease, yes, you can give celastazole. Okay. But don't choose that as first line. You're going to do stress test first. So after the ABIs, under zero point now, you're gonna do stress tests first. If it's not listed, you're gonna do recommend walking exercise program. And if the latter demonstrates marginal efficacy in a patient, then you can add celostazole, phosphodiester- a phosphodiesterase inhibitor on top. You know the deal to make more content. If you like my stuff, subscribe to my channel. And I appreciate your time. That's it.